You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Chicago Bears are down bad right now, but they have an opportunity this week on Thursday against a team down bad, maybe worse at this stage. The Bears can get some things back on track, at the very least try and end this losing streak against the Detroit Lions. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at Cox Sports One. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Bears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook. Join the Locked On Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. And make sure that you're subscribed to the Locked On Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen each and every day. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there, but I appreciate all of you who always come back to Locked On Bears to get that daily Bears fix. On the show today, it is Crossover Wednesday. We're not doing a Crossover Thursday because the Bears play on Thursday for the Thanksgiving game, but we're going to be joined by Matt Deary from Locked On Lions, and we're going to go through everything going on with both of these teams heading into the holiday matchup. We'll find out what's going on at quarterback for Detroit and whether Jared Goff coming back makes that much of a difference, how their offense has been able to still run the ball effectively without much of a passing game, and all of a sudden, their defense playing a little better these last couple of weeks. Are the Lions trending toward maybe that first victory of the season, and do they see blood in the water with a Chicago Bears team losing five in a row as maybe that opportunity for them to get on the winning streak or is this the Bears chance to turn things around against a winless team that they never seem to have too much trouble beating up on we'll get into all of that and more we certainly don't want to ignore all of the sort of media firestorm surrounding Matt Nagy and whether or not he's got a job or not. And, you know, there's a report that maybe he had been told he had been fired. And I, that was certainly coming from a, a relatively unknown source. And it was a little bit flimsy at the beginning. And so I, I don't want to, you know, dedicate a whole segment of podcast discussion on it, but I also don't want to act like it's not there and that we're ignoring it or anything like that. But I do think it's a bunch of speculation and blowing hot air about when might he be fired and, and all that stuff. And I think we might just have to sort of take that news as it comes as opposed to getting too far ahead of ourselves. And we've got plenty of time to start looking ahead to potential head coach and maybe general manager candidates for the future as the rest of this season goes on. But we're still focused on a quick week turnaround to the Detroit Lions. So let's bring on Matt Deary and jump right in. Welcome into this crossover Thursday, Locked on Bears and Locked on Lions. I'm Lauren Cox from Locked on Bears alongside Matt Deary from Locked on Lions, getting you ready for, of course, the biggest game everyone's excited for on Thanksgiving between <laughs> two powerhouse Super Bowl contenders, the Detroit Lions and Chicago Bears. Kind of a, a sad state of, of both franchises right now, both teams going in, well, with, with definitely at least quarterback question marks and probably low-quality quarterback play at that. Matt, maybe I'm not doing a good job of selling this matchup, but what, what, are, you sort of, what are you sort of looking forward to in this game? What, what, what's going to get you out of bed? What's going to make you turn on your TV to watch this one? Well, Lauren, I mean, you and I have talked so many times over the years about Lions, Bears. I've made fun of the Bears. You've made fun of the Lions. But I think we can both agree uh, I pity this national audience having to watch a, a, a zero-win Lions team and, and a Bears team where, you know, 
three wins and their coach is reportedly going to be fired after the game. Although that's, you know, we'll get into that, but <laughs> look, football's football. It's going to be fun to watch because it's Thanksgiving. It's the only game on, but like you said, bad quarterback play, um, you know, two teams that are not going anywhere. Um, but the lions probably feel like this is again, and we've kind of had this talk before. This is a good shot for them to get that first win. Well, they almost got that first win against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Obviously, the finishing in a tie is not a loss. They're no longer a they're no longer going to go, you know, completely full loss this season. And it was a team the Bears failed to beat. So in some ways, the Lions had a better outcome against the Steelers than the Bears were able to do. Uh, what what was working for the Lions in that game? How how have they gotten close here without being able to push through for that first victory? Well, Lauren, in the last two weeks, what this team has basically done is it's like Princeton. It's like the Princeton basketball. Uh, offense from Pete Carrill back in the 90s, which is basically uh, hold the ball, <laughs> wait for the shot clock run to run down, and then hope at the end that you're in the game and you can win it. Uh, the Lions against the Steelers went to a run-only offense when Jared Goff got hurt, run-only meeting third and 15 in Pittsburgh's territory, and they still would run the football. <laughs> uh, last week, the same thing with the Browns game. Here we are. It's a 13-10 game. And the Lions had the football with a chance to tie or take the lead in the fourth quarter. They elected on fourth and 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 uh, and one, uh, or fourth and long, to punt and never got the ball back because Nick Chubb ran out the clock on a couple of third down runs. But basically, this Dan Campbell led offense now, where the head coach Dan Campbell is running the team and running the offense and calling the plays. Anthony Lynn has been demoted, but they're running this conservative run only, use clock punt field position offense to try to stay in games. And that's how they nearly beat Pittsburgh. And it's how they nearly beat the Browns this past week. How have they been able to run the ball so effectively when, I mean, I think they're like in the top 10 in yards per carry. And it seems like you know, DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams have, have run the ball well. How are they doing that so well, even though it would seem like most defenses could tell, whether it's Goff or, I mean, which we're expecting him back, but especially without Goff, that they're not going to be able to pass the ball effectively. They're not that big of a threat in the, in the passing game. So how have they been able to to have some, I mean, to have at least rushing success, even if it hasn't led to scoreboard success? Well, I mean, I'll say this. DeAndre Swift is running the football with uh, a reckless abandon right now, abandonment right now. He's been fantastic. And the cutback lanes have been there. Panay Sewell on the right side now, back at right tackle. Taylor Decker at left tackle. Well, let's be honest. Evan Brown, the backup center playing for Frank Ragnow, who's out for the year, has done a really nice job. So you're looking at three of your five offensive linemen that have graded out pretty well, that are moving bodies. Um, Sewell hasn't allowed a, a pressure or a sack in, in weeks. Uh, you're getting Decker back now. Um, so they've been able to run the ball. The tight ends have done a pretty good job blocking. They put an emphasis on it. So it's there. Um the Steelers took Swift away in the third and fourth quarters in overtime two weeks ago because the Lions just could not throw. But all in all, this commitment to the run and, and some of the scheme is, has worked. Unfortunately, it hasn't led to points on the scoreboard, though. The more noise and controversy that comes out about the Chicago Bears, the more the betting line is Moving in Detroit's favor on betonline.ag. Right now, the Bears still favored on the road by three, but that number has drifted lower and lower as the week has gone on. The money line has Bears just minus 160, Lions plus 140 if you want to go with the upset straight up. The over-under set at 41 total points is expecting the lowest scoring game of the weekend, not only of Thanksgiving, but of the entire week 
in the NFL. If you like those odds, Bet Online is the place to lay your money down and win. It's the number one place we recommend for all of your sports betting needs this Thanksgiving and all season long, whether it's pro football, college football, pro and college hoops going on now, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers they have this season. Sign up today for a free account and enter in our promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. They will give you free money on your new account first deposit when you enter in that promo code Locked On at Bet Online. They are stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. It sounds like from what we heard from Dan Campbell this week that Goff is is trending in the right direction and and should potentially be available to play. I mean, we know Goff wasn't playing that well, but we saw how terrible Tim Boyle was the week before. I mean, how how much of a boost realistically is it to to get Goff back? I mean, how much more of a of a passing threat th- does he provide? Given, I mean, still having the same challenges at, at wide receiver and some of the pass catchers. It, it, it's like going to that Thanksgiving buffet and the food has been cooked and sitting there for two weeks, and you got to eat something. <laughs> and the mashed potatoes look leaky, and the <laughs> stuffing's bad. It, the, whatever the selection is on that plate, a quarterback won't taste good. But the bottom line is Jared Goff is still superior to Tim Boyle and David Blau. Blau couldn't even get in the game two weeks ago against the Steelers when Goff basically, with a oblique, could not throw the football. You had a quarterback on the field basically – You were hoping he could get the ball out on a screen pass. The Lions' average yard per per throw, I mean, they're completing passes at two yards a clip, 1.7 yards a clip. It's embarrassing. But Goff, after sitting last week out and Tim Boyle coming back from a broken thumb to play, Boyle threw for 77 yards. He just wasn't ready. It's bad. And you mentioned the receiving core, which isn't good. Uh, You and I touched on it this summer. Uh, Hawkinson got six catches last week. He got some targets, which was good. But the Lions are definitely afraid to put their quarterbacks in any type of position to throw the ball downfield. Every every pass has been a screen or something cutesy over the middle, maybe a, a quick dump down. Um, I'll be interested in seeing if they take any shots this week. But again, Goff could not physically throw past 10 yards two weeks ago. Now apparently they're, they're going to say he's going to play. So Let's see if they open it up a little bit and, and throw some things downfield. But the last few weeks, they just haven't done it with whomever has been under center. It seems like since the Lions bye week, the, the defense has been keeping them in some of these games. I mean, they're statistically yeah. still one of the worst defenses in the NFL. But, you know, last two games, what, 16 points to the Steelers, 13 to the Browns is, is definitely, I mean, that those can be good enough to win if you have a, a solid offense to, to back that up. I know that hasn't been the case for them this season, but has the defense started figuring something out or is it just a reflection of the, the Steelers and Browns struggling? Where do you sort of assess the, the, the blame or the, I guess the credit there? Well, let, let's go both sides. Number one, yes, some younger players are stepping up and playing a little bit better. Uh, you know, uh, Amanio Ruari and Jerry Jacobs at corner has seemingly gotten better. Uh, the, the pass rush with Julian Okwara, who's, who's not really getting to the quarterback, but he's making some plays as a second-year outside linebacker. So that, that's been encouraging. We're seeing some signs of some guys stepping up. But over the last two weeks, they faced Mason Rudolph in the rain and Baker Mayfield, who's at about 30% in the rain. I mean, you know, Baker missed Jarvis Landry on a wide-open slant pattern 
overshot him and Oruarie just happened to be 10 yards off the play, made the play, uh, made the interception. So let's give some of the, you know, let's pump the brakes a little bit on some of the play of the defense. They've gotten some help from the opposing quarterback and the, the elements. Uh, this Thursday, as you know, this is an indoor game at Ford Field. And if the Bears are going to try to stretch the field like they did with Andy Dalton on that fourth down play against the Ravens last week and take some shots, I still think they'll be able to complete some balls against the secondary. Well, they go from backup quarterback Mason Rudolph to injured quarterback Baker Mayfield now to backup quarterback Andy Dalton on Thanksgiving, another right. offense that has struggled to score points as of late. We'll get into this Bears quarterback situation, what's going on with the Bears offense and, and really the defense struggling too as we switch gears here on this Crossover Wednesday. I'm Matt Derry, Locked On Lions. Wednesday crossover, Lauren Cox, Locked On Bears. Thanksgiving Day, does it get any better than Detroit and Chicago again? It seems like, Lauren, every year you and I are doing this, and it's Wednesday crossover because they're playing on Thanksgiving. Uh, Bears fans excited for this? Or what? what is the pulse and the mood in Chicago right now after really playing the Ravens close, just like the Lions did, and then gagging one away again? Yeah, normally the Bears-Lions Thanksgiving matchup is, is circled as this sort of like bounce-back game, right? One of these on paper that's just a get-right, okay, there's one we can pencil in, maybe in pen, in ink, put a W on the schedule. It's like, oh, well, Lions on Thanksgiving, we'll, we'll take that one and, and end this losing streak. But the problem is, like, the, the Ravens, as soon as we knew Lamar Jackson wasn't playing, that was supposed to be the easy win of like, oh, well, Tyler Huntley What's he gonna do, right? The Bears are hell, you know. They got Justin Fields. They're gonna they're gonna run away with this. Maybe not blow him out, but shouldn't have much problem with a backup quarterback in Baltimore. Of course, they struggled to put any points on the board. They blow it at the very end for the back to back weeks. The losing streak is now at five games in a row, and now you get flimsy reports, but reports nonetheless about Matt Nagy potentially facing a firing immediately. Although the Bears have never fired a coach in season in franchise history and reports about the players maybe not wanting to play hard for Nagy. They've all denied that. They've all said at press conferences, you know, we love coach. We're going to play hard for coach. And, and it doesn't seem like there's been this, you know, massive locker room loss necessarily just yet, but a loss to the to the winless Lions on Thanksgiving. Now that's the kind of game and kind of performance that could maybe start to turn the tides there as things really start to hit the fan. But I think they still have this game eyed as an opportunity to try and beat up on a team that's clearly, I mean, lesser in the in the win-loss column for sure and a team the Bears feel like they should be better than, but the fan base not feeling super confident that the Lions are all of a sudden still an easy win. Today's crossover podcast is brought to you by Built Bar, the makers of the world's best tasting protein bars. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you're missing out because it's it is a protein bar by definition, but it doesn't taste like other protein bars. Some of those other brands, you know, they taste kind of chalky or waxy, and they're just kind of hard to chew down. They, you know, they they sound good but when you actually taste it. It's just kind of that off-putting taste. But Built Bars are so much different. Every Built Bar is soft, chewy, and covered in 100% real chocolate. So they taste like candy bars, but they're all still low sugar, low calorie, high fiber, and high protein. I don't think there is another product on the market that has this combination of flavor and taste with those nutrients that they're actually good for you and it tastes good for you. They've got a bunch of different flavors. Everyone I've had has tasted wonderful and I know you can find something you will love. Head on over to built.com and use our promo code LOCKED15 and you're going to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. 
You know, look, uh, we've talked so much about the Bears in the past and the, the game at, at Soldier Field. Justin Fields came in and played really, really well. He wasn't dominant per se, but he was good in that in that first start. And, and certainly the Bears defense had their way with Goff and company. But this is like an entirely different roster now that the Lions are facing from earlier in the year. Dalton's going to quarterback. No Khalil Mack. Allen Robinson's hurt. Uh, take me through all these injuries and how it's affected them. Yeah, uh, Allen Robinson was one of the players who spoke to the media this week, so that's usually a good sign that he may be able to return this game. He didn't play last week. He's been dealing with a hamstring injury, but maybe they'll get him back. But, yes, yeah, so Khalil Mack is out for the season now, having, I believe, foot surgery. Akeem Hicks has been missing games. Eddie Goldman left their last game with injuries. Eddie Jackson has been missing games. He, he has the potential of coming back in this one. Of course, you already mentioned the quarterback spot, and they're, they're really, especially that defense, is just uh, not playing certainly as well as they have in years past and has really been on the decline the last few games. You know, it's, it's, been, it's been kind of tough sledding. Some of the younger players have not been stepping up and, and taking the, that next level. They're talking about now maybe rotating their other starting cornerback opposite Jalen Johnson because the other starter, Kendall Vildor, was just toasted. That last game-winning drive by the Ravens was like pass interference on Vildor, busted coverage by Vildor, and then I think he, had a, he gave up a, a big completion down the sideline as well that he should have been in position for and was just late getting over to. So maybe they rotate in, you know, Artie Burns or, or, or former Lion Jalen Tabor is also a member of this Bears secondary. So, I mean, it's just, it's a mess that in, in the, what, the 11th game of the season, they're still trying to figure out what they're going to do across this defense, and it's kind of led to a lot of these issues. And then offensively, it's been difficult for either quarterback to really be on the same page with the wide receivers because, you know, when when Dalton was still getting used to them at the beginning of the season and then Fields comes in and hadn't practiced with them all season, and so he was kind of getting there with Mooney and Robinson and everybody else, and now Dalton's coming back in and, again, hasn't really been practicing with the first team, so is, is again, trying to get that connection with his players, and so you're just, that, that timing and accuracy is, has not been there offensively, and it's just a, a consequence of all these different moving parts and injuries. I can't believe it, Lauren. You just mentioned Tease Tabor. Is he actually playing? I know he's playing some safety. I can't. Yes. I, if he's on the if he's on the field, Lions fans are going to go crazy. Yeah, he's mostly been <laughs> a, a backup safety. It's like when Eddie Jackson's been hurt, he'll get some rotational time. I think the Bears went to him early this season, and he didn't play particularly well. And they've since kind of kept things off. But if if they're rot- if Jackson's out and they're rotating cornerbacks, there 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 may be an opportunity for him to to see the field again on defense. Give me something, Lauren, positively about the <laughs> offense, uh, if you can, and what the Lions' defense should be concerned about on Thursday. They still run the ball well. They've got two talented running backs in David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert. Even, I mean, Damian Williams is still a, a quality player, too, but really it's it's the Montgomery and Khalil Herbert show. They both run hard. They run well. They make a lot of guys miss. And, and this offensive line is much better at run blocking than pass protection. It seems to be where a lot of their offensive identity is, they just aid. They don't always stick with it, and they kind of get away from it. And if they're down on the scoreboard in some stretches, they can't just run the ball all over. But we, we've been seeing Matt Nagy and, and offensive coordinator Bill Lazor now go to more like two running back looks. They'll do the David Montgomery as the Wildcat quarterback and run an option with Khalil Herbert. And they were even like lining up Khalil Herbert at like a kind of an H-back move tight end piece as a blocker sometimes and some misdirection with different running backs going different ways. So some of that was was Fields' mobility, giving them, you know, some different option looks to kind of stretch out defenses. They won't have that as much with Andy Dalton, but I think they're going to see a lot of downhill running and trying to make things easier on the quarterback and, and playing some of that similar ball control offense, ideally, that the Lions are also looking to do with their running game. So I'm expecting kind of low-scoring, high-time-of-possession, ugly-type game. 
Remember the last time you and I spoke, I, I guaranteed a Lions win. I'm like, this is it. Lions are getting their first win. The Bears aren't any good. I don't know if I want to go out on a limb and do this again, but I do think this is the best chance for Detroit to win at home. It's Thanksgiving. The Bears have lost five straight. Um, I don't know. I can't do like I did last time, Lauren, because I was like adamant the Lions were going to win. And they're going to win a game or two. They are. This is not an 0-16-1 team. I just – they're not good. But, I mean, wh- where do you stand on this? Do you see the Bears losing? This is the worst I've felt about a Bears team against the Lions in a long time. I mean, we're talking, you know, the Mark Trestman 2014-type collapse team <laughs> level of, like – just that yes. – not that, like, like – I think this team has more talent, but just – the way that everything is falling apart and the media firestorm and the fan base, fans were chanting fire Nagy at Matt Nagy's son's football and, and his high, his son's high school football game, like, which is oh. I mean, disrespectful, but like that's the level of contempt and just messy stuff's going wrong where this team is just not playing as well, even as their talent suggests. And they're not even all that talented either. So like, I, I can't bring myself to, to, I, like, I wouldn't put money on the Lions getting their first win against the Bears, but if there was ever a time for them to do it, this is a this is a pretty good one. Like, gut still tells you, like, when this Lions team shouldn't be good enough to beat the Bears and there's enough talent here that the Bears should win. But after getting carved up by Tyler Huntley last week, I just, I, I really have my doubts. And I think that as, well, as much as Dalton came in and scored a little bit, there was a, a lot of that was was not so much him. It was players making plays after the catch. And then he made a great adjustment on the last play of the game. But in between, there was a lot of... A lot of rough stuff, too. So I'm thinking low-scoring running back and forth, and it's going to come down to maybe a last-second field goal attempt by one of these two teams. And, and I, I could see the upset for sure. Lauren Cox locked on Bears. Matt Derry locked on Lions. It's the Wednesday crossover. Lauren, always a pleasure, buddy. Appreciate you having me on. Hopefully we get a, a more entertaining game than this one looks on paper. But happy Thanksgiving either way. Thanks again to Matt Deary from Locked on Lions for joining us on the podcast today. If you enjoyed our conversation, make sure you subscribe to keep up with all of our daily in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. We are free and available on all platforms, including the Locked on Bears YouTube channel. Make sure you check out the video form of the podcast as well if you have not yet. It's a kind of a quick turnaround to get ready for the Lions game. And with, of course, Thanksgiving, we won't have a Thursday podcast, so this crossover Wednesday is sort of our preview for the game. We'll break down the game afterward and have something for you out on Black Friday to get you through your weekend and into next week. We'll see what the result is and maybe whether or not the Bears make the first in-season coaching change in franchise history. Spoiler alert, I'm not expecting anything drastic to happen, but we will be on top of it right here on your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Thanks for making Locked on Bears your first listen today and every day. If you're looking around for your second listen, your next podcast, how about Locked on Bets here on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Bets has your one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Also free, also available on all platforms, and they've been hot in the bets this season. So appreciate you tuning in. I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. I hope whether the football game is good or not, you enjoy some time with friends, families, loved ones, whoever you choose to spend time with. I hope it is good time spent. And I hope even regardless of the outcome of the game and the quality of the football, you still find some way in there to bear down.